right, welcome back to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, guys. Aaron here. Uh, many thanks to Two Chains for kind of playing the role of the host on the Wednesday Deep Dive in my absence, or the MC, or whatever you want to call it. Hi, Two Chains. Hello, Eric. You need to do that more often. You did a good job. Hey, I'm cool with it. It was it was fun. Yeah. It, it definitely definitely not as easy uh, as you make it seem, but I'm, yeah, I'm cool. Well, the, the thing about it, you know, you guys are all fairly easy to moderate. It's Mr. D. Wayne that can get us all <laughs> into trouble. Hello, Mr. D. Wayne. You're back from Florida, right? No, actually, I'm still in Florida. This is my last night here. You should stay there, D. Wayne. No. <laughs> It's the weather is nice, but it's 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 not me. Um, you get yourself in trouble. The women are beautiful, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, you know I'm so used to being close to a big city where it's always something to do, and even though it's a touristy town, it's just it's not the same to me. Sure. And on our previous episode, you kind of gave a breakdown of what Orlando is going to be like as a host city for next year's WrestleMania, correct? Yes. And it's, it's a fairly interesting spot. Um, but will I prefer it? I prefer a spot where everything's closer together and considering that the, where I think they would have NXT and a superstore and access that is in probably 20 minutes away from, where WrestleMania might take place, I feel like it's not a good choice. How close is the Amway Center to the Sun Life, or no, the Citrus Bowl? Excuse me. Um, it's one mile away. Well, that's a, that's 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 not bad then, because actually they announced that NXT is at the Amway Center, from what I remember. Reading. Okay, so if if NXT is at the Amway Center, then you know the distance from the Amway Center to um. The Citrus Bowl is it's not bad. I mean, of course, in between that, you have that one mile of sketchiness area that you probably don't want to walk by yourself sure. at night. Um, but as far as like where where the access is, I mean, normally during that time you might have WrestleCon and other stuff that might actually be at you know somewhere near the convention center and the convention center like I said yesterday they have a performing arts center downtown which I doubt would hold anything mm. um, but they do have a like I said the probably the biggest convention center I ever seen in the Orange County Convention Center but again that's about 20 minutes 20 minutes away from everything so as far as distance wise uh, like I said, you know, I, I hold favoritism towards New Orleans because... It was the best. It was the best. I think Orlando is definitely family-friendly oriented. family-oriented. Um, it's good because, like I said, WWE is trying to host this family product, but we all know how we feel about that. But it's just, it's not my favorite spot. I love New Orleans, one, because of the the life the adult life too because everything is in close proximity where you don't need a car in Orlando you're definitely going to need a car definitely it's not a doubt in my mind gotcha well that was probably my least favorite thing about Dallas although it was a nice city for what it was but um well I'm glad you kind of gave us that update it really solidifies my decision to not attend next year's Wrestlemania and watch it on the couch instead um yeah but um and I also 
I also have pictures of the 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 future spot of the WWE Hall of Fame, which is going to be on the Universal City Walk. It replaces NBA. I said NBC City yesterday on a podcast. That was my mistake. It's actually NBA City, which closed last year sometime. Gotcha. And um, it replaces that, and it's right next to the Hard Rock Cafe. So I'm interested. The from the the structure outside, I mean, it's a pretty decent looking. I'm trying to figure out. It's big enough to where you probably can get a good amount of stuff in there, but. I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to do this. It's it's ironic because the WWF New York restaurant was replaced by a Hard Rock in Times Square. Funnily enough, mm-hmm. that's ironic. Um, real quick, Marcellus, we haven't even introduced you yet, Mister Silly Sellis. Hello. <laughs> What's going on? No problem. Uh, you know, I was intrigued by what Dwayne was saying because as we was talking about before. Could we make trips going down to, you know, Florida based on traveling versus flying, which was more affordable? And do we need a car? You know, what was the cost? You know, just I was just listening, trying to break it down as Dean Wayne was trying to explain it. Um, but once again, a, a very somber day in, in the world, not just WWE, but the world with some passes today that I know we'll talk about very soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, thank you, Dwayne, for kind of the update on that. I know that people have already begun to think about traveling to Orlando for WrestleMania in 2017. and. It's nice to hear what it's like. I know that it wasn't, it was there not terribly long ago, but you know, cities change in a decade. So it was nice yeah. to hear your perspective on it. Um, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of the guys on the podcast are potentially going to travel down there. Um, Dr. M definitely most likely because he'll be moving somewhere relatively drivable for where he's going to be at to Orlando. Um, hearing what, just real quick before we dive into the events of the day, we're recording this on Thursday, by the way. And obviously, you know, what we're going to talk about shortly um, two chains and Marcellus, do you guys see yourselves making the trip to Orlando or are you kind of still skeptical? Where are you guys at now that D Wayne's kind of scouted it out for everybody? For me, it's, it's up in the air. Um, it, it just depends on how timing or how programming is around that time. Um, it, it's, it's really up in the air. I know the flights to Florida are, are not that you know expensive, but if we do the route with Dr. M that can make it even more affordable. Um, it's just the fact of, I guess what what how the overall product would be during that time. Going down to Florida would be great. It's just it's it's just a lot to think up in the air for right now for me. What about you two, James? You kind of the same thing, or are you more you because you had your first taste of WrestleMania weekend this year? Yeah, I'm considering it. Yeah. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, I know I'm gonna get tickets if I don't resell them or not, but for sure, I'm, I'm definitely considering it. Um, I haven't been to Orlando in years. Neither. Yeah, but, same. You know, uh, if I could have dealt with Texas this year, I'm sure I can deal with Orlando. And yeah, you know, and that point that just that bothers me is maybe just the the, the um the weather. But uh, you know, I'm considering it. I'm telling you more time to think about it. I'm telling you guys <laughs> if they have it Minneapolis in two years from now. I'm there, not just because it's a Midwestern city, but I, I dig Minneapolis, and I think you guys would too. I really do. Cool. Uh, D-Wayne, we'll go ahead and chime in real quick, and then we'll get started with our three count for Sunday here. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would – it just depends. I mean, I've been to Orlando a lot that it's just really not appealing to me. Um, are you Are you saying you're probably going to skip out next year then? 
it's fifty fifty right now. It's just, it just depends on who else goes. Um, being that I drove past the stadium and took pictures of it, I'm not impressed. Um, you, I figured that you would probably invest in that stadium. You probably have to get good seats in order to have a good view. Um, so that's the issue right now, and considering that next year's WrestleMania apparently is supposed to be one of the most memorable of all time. Who said that? Seats. That's what I figured since they opened in the physical Hall of Fame. Um, I figured that that tickets might be a little bit more expensive. Hmm. Um, it's it just depends. It's just so iffy right now. Well, I guess it remains to be seen. Um, I really like where the booking's headed for the most part. Currently, you know, there, there's always going to be issues, but you know, and it's all going to depend again on who's healthy. We saw this year that the WrestleMania luster can suffer a little bit, but the brand is still very strong. And you saw that with a weakened roster still pulling in almost a hundred thousand, I guess, by the actual count, but. Let's move on to the events of the day. Um, if you're unfamiliar with our show, we hit you with the deep dive discussion on Wednesdays. And then on Sundays, we get you with uh, a three count of wrestling topics just to get your wrestling week started. And we're recording this, like I said, on Thursday. And uh, I woke up to the news. Actually, I got it. Believe it or not, Dwayne, you guys were texting about it. And I happened to see the text message chain um, when I woke up this morning about 6.15 for work. And saw that um, Joni Lauer, a.k.a. China, had passed away. Was it the age of 45? Do I have that right, gentlemen? Yep, 45. 45. The, uh, the investi- they found her um, you know, deceased in her bed. Uh, a friend had found her after not having phone calls returned over several days. And the police are treating it right now, um, suspecting some sort of foul player overdose just because of her past addiction history and struggles. Um, very, very unfortunate. Um, very, very, I mean, probably the women's wrestler of our formative years before you kind of had Trish and Lita and all those gals come in. China was it, and she transcended women's wrestling, and there's very few women's wrestlers that have done that and have been able to hang credibly in the ring with men. And I found it ironic today that that Prince also passed away, which is also terrible. And it's ironic because China's um, legacy was overshadowed by a lot of her own demons, but as well as kind of the Triple H Stephanie McMahon factor, which we can get in, I guess, if we want to get into that. And it's just ironic that she's also overshadowed on today – the day of her passing because Prince, one of the biggest icons of all time in music passed away on the same day. Um, yep. so it's just tough. Um, the, the outpouring on online has been great. Like everyone's been very complimentary and, you know, paying respect to the legacy she left behind in the wrestling world. I'm very interested to see this documentary that she's been filming about her kind of sort of comeback or whatever. um, I guess I, we could just go around the horn and hear reactions, and then we wanted we wanted to kind of spin tail just just real quick just to preview. We're going to spin tail into a talk about WWE's wellness policy and Marcellus. You had some major thoughts on that, but just China China first. D Wayne, go ahead. I have a rant right now, and this is to Stephanie McMahon and the whole the whole situation of 
now you want to say deepest sympathies, but you wasn't concerning that when she was alive. Dude, I couldn't agree with is, you more. I couldn't agree with and, you more. I and, felt the and same I, way. And my thing is just like, look, she wanted to make amends with you, mm-hmm. but now that she's dead, you feel guilty about not doing it when she's alive, but it's too late. It's yeah. too late. Like, as much as she's done for women's wrestling mm-hmm. right now, your jealousy involving Triple H, where the reality is she should be the one mad at you because you took her man. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Your jealousy just happens to to basically break down a person. You don't know how she felt when she when she died and she tried to make amends with everybody. She tried to, you know, say make sure that she's okay. You know, she had her demons. We all know that. But at the end of the day, what she's done for wrestling, it, it just it can't be you have to overlook your personal feelings and say this is a business. And you have to recognize as a person's achievements as a business. Stop Take away your personal feelings from it, and that's what Stephanie. That's what irritates me about Stephanie because her personal feelings overcomes business decisions a lot. Mm-hmm. I, 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 first of all, the the, the one thing I, I want to go back uh, one minute. Um, yeah, definitely the passing of Prince was definitely a big thing. But you you know what's crazy? Everybody knows who Prince is. There's no question. But there's a lot of people that know about China. That's very surprising. And, um, you know, just just to interject real quick, just to interject real quick, it was crazy that on my local regional news affiliate this morning before the Today Show, they covered China's death, which just shows kind of the scope of of her reach, even though she was a wrestler from the 90s. And that, that, I just wanted to throw that in there because it related to what you're saying. Well, go ahead, too, James. She definitely, she, she definitely wrote profound, but I definitely want to give a shout-out definitely to ESPN, who's, who, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the deal with Jonathan Coachman and, and, and the WWE, but but them to also yes. um, consider that breaking news mm-hmm. for both um, China and Press. That's, that's, that's huge to me because the, the, the whole misconception about wrestling is that it's fake, so it doesn't belong on ESPN. But not only... <laughs> that on ESPN, but then you get to see somebody um, in the music world who's very influential as well to see that. I just think that's really big for ESPN to, to do that. But um, to what Dwayne said, I just don't, I don't agree. You know why? I, over my years, I've had, you know, I've every, I feel like everybody had this share of like experiences and life-changing experiences and that comes with um, both you know, positive and negative things. I'm not a, I'm not, I don't, I don't look at negative, uh, excuse me, I don't look at deaths as being a negative thing to me. Um, but, you know, the one thing I had to, cons- I had to consider is, you know, you don't really know how everybody's response is to death. And, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing you can't take for granted is that everybody's response to it is in the eve of what you, what you deem as being good or bad. So, you know, I, I do see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it was too late. She should have been did this. But at the same time, what if she had not have said anything at all? Then people would have been saying something about that. But yeah. my, my thing is, of course, the death is a tragedy. But people just take their own way of going about, you know, paying tribute or their condolences in a way that I don't think it's fair for other people to judge. Now, yes... Yes, she may have been. Yes, China may have been trying to do the right thing and re- 
rectify her relationship with them. But at the same time, who are we to judge or who are we to know if it was all sincere? Was it all because she wanted to gain a check again to be relevant? Was it because she just wanted to solidify her career? Was it because that, you know, she was going through something and she wanted to just be close to her peers? Like, you just really don't know. And besides Stephanie McMahon running a business, she she has to run a family, too. And that's something else that, you know, we really don't know what the decisions may be. Now, granted, like, uh, Triple H and her had a relationship on screen. Who knows what was out of screen? How many of y'all honestly can say that your significant others may be really comfortable with somebody that paid a major impact in, in their life to be brought back up and say, hey, you know, I just want to be cool with y'all. Are you, are you, are you cool with that? You, you just but don't know. You, you, have, you, have to take, you have to take your personal feelings out of it. No, but that's, that's my thing. When it comes down to a relationship and a marriage and, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're running, that's personal feelings. Like, you have to take your personal feelings out of it. At the end of the day, we all know marriage has some type of personal feelings. But at the end of the day, you have to sit up here and say to yourself, look, I have to trust the situation. Because if you sit up here and question it each and every time, then you have to really question yourself, like, do I really trust this situation? Do I really trust this person? And that's what I feel. I feel like marriage at the end of the day is about trust. And at the end of the day, you have, you're going to have to trust everybody in the situation. You can't control everything. And we all know Stephanie McMahon is a control freak. You know, you know, and I think these are just all passing judgment because we really don't know. You know, because the, the character she plays on screen, can, I mean, that's one thing. But to see her and how dedicated she is to the Connors cure. Uh huh. What, what are you gonna say? What do you, uh, how much money do you know she she dumps into that? How much out of her personal time does she put yeah, into but, that? I mean, but we all know the rumors. The the what backstage says is that she really is a control freak. And 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 the first word that you said was rumors. Rumors. Well, why don't we? I just think it's I just think it's important that I think people should like when it comes down to deaths, celebrations, or just something that we're not personally involved in that. The, the way how other people receive it or reciprocate it, I don't think it's fair to judge because we just really don't know but, how other people deal with certain situations. I, I, but like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is it is it if she was still alive right now, would we be talking about this? No, because guess what? She wouldn't have said anything. Right. But I'm, again, if it's so, it's, is it really sincere? That's what I'm getting. Is it really sincere, or is she just saying something because she died? But that's that's exactly my point. I'm not saying that what she's saying could be sincere. We could. We, I don't know if it's conniving. I'm just saying that when it comes down to uh, such tragedies and stuff, people people show it different ways, and people are going to view it different ways. And, and with so much uncertainty, people just have to just really leave their judgment out of it. You know, it's 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 a certain thing where like, you know, we could be boys, but. You may be shy of calling me, and you, instead of you calling me, wish me happy birthday, you text me. And I'm like, dang, I thought we was boys. Why didn't you call me? But you just like, oh, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal. I just texted you. You know, it's just like things you don't, like, you really don't know at times. It's just, it's, people just do things different, and it's just, it's just not right for other people to judge unless you're really in it. So to, to sum it up on my end, Stephanie saying something I thought was fine because in the wrestling world when a tragedy happens, 
as wrestling fans, we all know to check everybody's Twitter because we know everybody's going to either have a memory, a statement, etc. To not say something is almost a form of ignorance to me because you're acting like nothing ever happened. And that's what I wouldn't agree with. So her saying something, I'm perfectly fine with it. All right, so here's my thing. And I, I can understand where you're coming from. Trust me, I understand. But you know why I think she said something? Because it's best for business. And I think that's why. It's not because of it's not because anything else. It's best for business for her to say something. Um, I guess to kind of put a bow on the whole thing, I I felt the same way as you initially, D Wayne, where like it just it's it came across a little insincere um of Steph because you know they really have to a great extent ignored China's contributions you don't hear mentioned you don't hear this that or whatever about China and she was a very big deal like I said before in terms of women's wrestling you know in the 90s moving into today um I don't think you'd have someone like Charlotte without China like a very a very um strong muscular large female china kind of uh in a lot of ways was the archetype for something like that prototype yeah that's what i'm prototype archetype. Hey, is archetype a word because if so i'm still in it no it is i think i used it correctly but prototype works too um but i think like you said to james it's really nice that she did say something because you have to think that was a guy. That was a girl who was engaged to her husband, the father of her three children, and that may not have been the easiest thing for her to do. Um, at least she said something, and I guess Marcellus, we haven't heard your take on it yet, and I'd, I'd love to ask you this question to lead into it. Do you think if if she was had been inducted in the Hall of Fame before she had passed, that we'd be looking at this in an entirely different light? And also, do you think the company almost has to induct her now you know what i'm glad you asked me that question aaron because that's the way i was going to go into because like you like you i understood both sides that d wayne and two chains were saying but the thing that hit me that was my tangent was the hall of fame so let's think about this for a second this will be the second time if she's elected to the hall of fame because wwe did a tearjerk reaction because somebody died the first one was macho man yeah and in my opinion if wwe does this again to me, they're only doing it out of respect because somebody has died. Now, let's think about this for a second. Vince McMahon is the control of the WWE Hall of Fame. It's not a voting process. It's really not even, a, uh, I guess, a guideline to what goes into a Hall of Fame. So to me, it's like a kind of a slap in the face if we just put China in the Hall of Fame because she died. Now, if we put China should have been in the Hall of Fame. Just based on what she did before, she's the only woman to be the Intercontinental Champion. She has twice. done so many things that oh, twice, and she's done so many things as a woman wrestler. Only woman in the she, King of the Ring tournament. I read that today. Right, only woman in King of the Ring, and you oh, can the first woman for the Royal Rumble. First, first woman, yep, the, the yeah, first so of three. These, these accolades. So why isn't she in the Hall of Fame already? Now let's think about this for a second, and I know I'm about to compare apples to oranges too. Let's think about the Baseball Hall of Fame. And knock on wood, I hope this doesn't happen, and I'm not trying to kill anybody off, but. If Pete Rose was to die tomorrow, are we going to say he's going to be in the Hall of Fame after he, you know, did the ultimate sin in baseball? Is Barry Bonds not going to be in the Hall of Fame if he dies tomorrow when he's technically, legitimately, if you like it or not, the home run leader? I mean, literally, we, we can't we can't take that away from him, but it seems like nobody wants to talk about who's the home run leader anymore after mm. the stereotype of steroids and everything that's going on with him. So are we going to just put them in just because they died? Or are we going to really put these guys in the Hall of Fame 
because they deserve to be, regardless of what personal experiences, what personal feelings is going on. If they deserve to be in there based on their credentials, should they be in there? So I'm just really want to know what stance is WWE going to take at this point? Let me chime in on that real quick, real fast. Okay, so, you know, I definitely... I definitely have the same questions you have. And I think by assessment, the way they look at it is, okay, you made a mistake within the business, but what is your personal life doing that rectifies that you have became a better person? So Barry Barnes stayed out of trouble. He stayed out of the headlines. And now he's awarded as a hitting coach for a team. So Barry Barnes being a Hall of Famer, yes, I see that definitely coming soon. If he doesn't already, um, excuse me, if he's not already, past the number of times he can be voted in. I forget how that works. Mm-hmm. Now, Pete Rose, on the, on the other hand, Pete Rose is is advocate for saying he deserves to be in it and rallying in and um, basically uh, building a campaign to why he should be in it. But on the other hand, he's still in Vegas. He's still doing, um, he's still doing like personal signings and selling memorabilia and stuff like that. So you kind of look at it like, all right, well, they're definitely no doubt statistically on paper Hall of Famers, but what have their personal life done to say that this is not a mistake that we're about to do? And that's a good point, too, Chase. Now, let me ask you this, too, Chase. I'm going to ask this right off of you sir, because you went to that alley. Hold up. Before you ask that. Let me ask this, D-Way. Let me ask this real quick. Okay. Just let's think about it this way. We all know that China, and I'm not trying to bring her her adult film history in here, but we know she's done adult films. But at the same time, a lot of WWE's uh, women have done Playboy shoots. Is it different between Playboy shoots and doing adult films? Is WWE trying to compare that? As you said with Pete Rose, he's still doing, you know, in Vegas, still doing gambling, still doing betting. Would, would you compare that as an apples-to-apples apples comparison, 2 chains? Uh, I don't think, okay, Playboy isn't illegal. Pornography can be, depending mm-hmm. on how it's done, right, and how, and how it's solicited. Um, but nonetheless, in the eye of the public, either one of them have such a good reputation. So right. you're, you're treading thin water in a thin line on how you <laughs> want to look at that. But nonetheless, I, I I I feel like it's one of those type of things where you have one person that did pornography or 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 did Playboy. And then you have other people that had drug use. I mean, who's to say one is worse than the other? True. Yep. So here's what I have to say. And this goes into the everything Hall of Fame. Personally, you know what I'm saying? I believe that Hall of Fame should be, is a Hall of Fame for a reason. A Hall of Fame should basically be based on what have you done in the sport. Your personal life shouldn't even matter. And it's, I and agree with that. And that's the one thing that I hate about Hall of Fame, the simple fact that they they might be subjective and take account into your personal life. Be clear. And I hate that. Every every sport, because T.O. got snubbed. I know. And the thing is, I hate that because just because you do something in your personal life, that's your personal life. What does that have to do with you when you suit up in the rain, on the field, anything? That has nothing to do with anything, how you perform. Well, yeah. it, it has to you do with... To say, you're not saying that when I'm hitting, when I'm getting hits for you, when I'm catching touchdowns for you, when I'm making Miss McMahon money. You're not saying that. But as soon as soon as I'm not doing that no more, it's an issue. Here's the thing. It, right. You're right. absolutely right in that if you, if you look at their career in a vacuum, just the contributions to the sport, in this case, the sport of professional wrestling, yeah, China's a shoe-in. 
like we already listed all of our accolades and we probably didn't even get them all. But the thing about it is they're not going to put Chris Benoit in because Chris Benoit did such horrible things that they would be scrutinized and completely criticized beyond belief because they would be celebrating somebody who, regardless of how great of his career was, the thing he's going to be known most for are the horrible things that he did in uh, 2010. You know what I'm saying? So the, the thing about it is they're a publicly traded company and they have to maintain a reputation with the general public to a certain extent. And so putting, you know, baseball putting in Pete Rose or Barry Bonds is just a horrible look. And, you know, it stinks that it has to be that way, but that is the reality. That's how it is. Now, posthumously, at least to me, China looks a lot easier to induct than she would have alive because I think there's a certain sense of forgiveness and celebration, like you said to James, when somebody passes. And so that's, I think that, I don't know. I guess maybe, can we maybe wrap up the China talk with this? Do they put her in? I, I got a quick question before we even wrap it up. D-Wayne, on, on the... D-Wayne, we D-Wayne. lost D-Wayne for a second, but we're ho- he'll log back on, hopefully. Okay, okay. So, to D-Wayne's point, in the view of discrepancy, yes, her personal life may have flaws, but, you know, everybody seeks redemption. But the biggest thing is, look at these storylines that they booked back in the day. For instance, let's just go back to the China-Jeff Jarrett match. And, well, no mercy, right? I don't remember. I remember the feud, but I don't remember what pay-per-view it was. It, it was it, it was the first was at the King of the Ring where she lost, and then the second one was when she f- faced him at um, No Mercy, and it was like a like a, a housekeeping match. You remember? I do. It, yeah, that's what she wanted. Okay, do y'all remember how Jeff Jarrett was booked that those couple of months as a um what do you call it? Okay. I don't want to say it. Is, okay. it. is it a man beater? Like a chauvinist type person? He was like, he was basically degraded woman saying how, you know, he was yeah, a man. Chauvinist. Mm-hmm. chauvinist. So, okay, yeah, that, yeah. So, let's just put this into perspective. What makes that any good in the eyes of public right now? Yet, y'all had storylines condoning stuff like that. How about Triple H and the whole Molly thing with uh, Stephanie McMahon? So y'all could book storylines like that, and you it's not fictional because these are really storylines that you're portraying on a reality show. And but then you have people that do things in real life that you know they could have been proud of or made a mistake, and you can't make comes to that. That's my discrepancy. Well, and the, the other you thing that's I mean? weird about it, too, man, is that you know DX will be inducted as a faction, and maybe that's the way they get China in there because she was a really big part of the first iteration of DX, yeah. but. Um, if she don't go in twice, I think that's bananas. Well, Sean Waltman's going to get in with DX or the NWO or both. Sean Waltman was in one of those videos with China. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be derogatory. I'm just saying, like, you know they're going to put him in because he's boys with Triple H. And he's been on TV yeah. how many how many times in these? Oh, Hall of Fame. Most, he's, he's all up in most, most re- Yeah, Hall of Fame. And most recently, WrestleMania 31 in that big Sting and Triple H match. So... I guess going oh, back, they pay, they pay homage to him at the NST show too. They did. Well, we yeah, we saw we saw them at Ring of Honor too. It was uh, we saw them everywhere we went that weekend. Um, so, so back to your question: Does she get in? Does she get in? Is my main question. My answer is yes with DX. Yep, me too. My answer. I say yes, individual. Two or nothing. Two, uh, ooh, no, be, I think just DX. One, one and a half. 
one and a half, and hear me out, it's going to be she's going to get in by herself, but when they announce DX, they'll do the thing like, oh, yeah, she was part of it, but they won't acknowledge her that much. They're just going to yeah. acknowledge Road Dog. Kind of like... I mean, Billy Gunn... Um, oh, Billy Gunn, who just got fired? Yeah. Right, they'll acknowledge them, but as far as her... I think DX might do something for her at the Hall of Fame speech, like, we can't forget about China. But in their promos and stuff, <laughs> they probably won't market China. So that's why I say no, one and a half. There's no way. You're, you're good, no but way. I'm going to go against the grain. I kind of agree with uh, two champs, and they might be two, two or nothing. But you know what? I won't be surprised if they do one, and that one is DX. I think they that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Because then they could tell fans she's in, but... You know, we didn't have to like go all the. I I think that's what they do too. I really do. Hey, look, the, the the significance of her being the first woman to win an Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. solidifies her alone to be in the Hall of Famer. Pl- so not to mention no, everything else. Yeah, there's no way that she. I'd rather her go single than not even be mentioned in DS. That's how I feel. That's that's how I would feel too. Too change. I mean, but, I you know. That's how I would do it too. Yeah. Because I think DX is not ready for Hall of Fame next year in Orlando. I think China would be by herself. Honestly, she should headline if The Rock is not going to be in the Hall of Fame or take her. I think she's the next person that headline, but I I know they're not going to pull that trigger. No, well, you can't can't have a headline act to be posthumous. You need to have somebody there in person to sell tickets. Well, she could be a big name on on the Hall of Fame because they tend to only Mm -hmm. do one posthumous every year. Um, Um. one other thing too, then we could I, I'll be done with the China talk. We talked about on the last, I'm sorry, the, the second before last episode of the women's division. Mm-hmm. I, I I got I got a comment and a question. The first comment is I expect this I expect to see homage paid to her by numerous wrestlers, and I, and when I say this, I mean going against the grain like homage to her. If it ain't gonna be outfits, if it ain't gonna be um, her stance with her hands on her on her hip, I I feel like we're gonna we're, we're definitely gonna see something interesting on that note. The other thing is too, we discussed about a uh, a potential match of a woman going against uh, a, a a male for a male championship. Now I absolutely feel like there's no way that happens because I feel like in due respect. No, that storyline should never be revisited. I, I can agree with that. 100%. Yeah, that probably won't be I see what you're saying. You know, compared to China, yeah. But, but I always thought it was going to happen. So, I mean, it doesn't change my opinion anyway. I mean, I do like the book. And like I said, with, you know, with the Miz and, um, and his wife and, you know, that competition with another woman actually leading up to him. Saying, hey, I'll defend it against you. It ain't nothing. And actually losing it. I think it's interesting. But now, the fact of this, I mean, it's just the thing where let her have something. I mean, for the, for the record books, we'll always notice her being as, that, as the only woman to have the, inter- the Intercontinental Championship. I don't think that should be overlooked. And I understand. Here's my thing. I understand that part. And I guess I said this the other day. The only reason I feel that they would never redo, really redo the whole male versus woman match thing is because now they're so politically correct. And That's the thing, if a isn't male it? Hits a, if a male truly hits a female in the match, it, it might go overboard. Nah. So You could do it without so, without having to do that, though. That's the thing. 
do that fight and do that, then it's just like, okay, well, we all know this is staged. So it's just. But we no do know it's staged. <laughs> but, you, but you know what, too? Oh, because you dropped out. If you remember the Jeff Jarrett and China storyline, Jeff Jarrett was a straight up man, uh, a womanizer. Yeah. Uh, by degrading and pushing and looking for women, like the fight backstage and stuff like that. Man, there's no way to get tampered with that type of no. story ever again. Not, not even possible. Not with the NFL and other sports being like, not with Greg Hardy's name being out there. You can't be associated with something even loosely like that. that. Um, we need to move on. Um, but I guess, like, like I think we've all said, all respect due to Joni Lauer, a.k.a. China. Um, a Hall of Famer in our eyes, whether they do it or not. I mean, the WWE Hall of Fame is kind of a worked thing anyways because it's meant to sell tickets like anything else. That's why Coco Beware is in there. Um, hey, have you have you guys got a chance to see a lot of the uh, wrestlers' tweets? They're very. The, everything's been great. Mick Foley's was probably the most touching that, that I saw. That was that was my question. Who who stood out the most here? Mick Foley's absolutely Mick Foley. had me stuck. It was very nice. Mick Mac Foley's is absolutely the best one I saw. Yep. It's no, it's hands down. It's not his tweet, his Facebook post, the very long Facebook post. I think we, I think I reshared it on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash big gold belt. Um, yeah. It's 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 been a nice tribute to her today. It was a really lame thing to wake up to. Um, if it was to do to an overdose or drugs or whatever, you know, like Mick Foley and let many others have said, you know, at least she's now found peace. She doesn't have to go through that pain anymore. And you know, it's loss is sad, but we like we said, we're going to celebrate her career and hopefully she is celebrated and honored um, on the main stage in some way. Um, I don't even know if I feel like, I know we were going to talk about the wellness policy. I don't even know if I feel like talking about it. It feels like a little too fresh today. You guys, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can go either way. I think maybe, maybe just to define the three count topic for our listeners today, part one was just honoring China and part two was a potential hall of fame induction. Are you guys, I'd love to revisit the wellness policy because to, you know, the events of today definitely bring up a lot um, and, you know, with the whole Adam Rose um, yep. lengthy Twitter post that he put up, I think yep. that bears discussion. What, if, if it's cool with you guys, I'd like to wait and maybe see how that plays out, and then we can really get into that. We can do that. You, you know, the, 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 to be quite frank, we, we, we kind of covered it, uh, the Adam Rose, a little bit on the last episode. But to be quite frank, I don't even think this goes hand in hand with this, you know, with the floating speculation of what happened with this. I'm, I'm literally at the point where it's just like, this one should be for China, man. Mm-hmm. It should be. You know, I mean, you guys got any other comments? I mean, this it's a lot to talk about with her if you want. There you is. Really, I want. I, I mean, want to catch D Wayne up on the weekend wrestling at the end, like we had talked about though, as our third part of the three count, but. I mean, yeah. I, I think we really said kind of all that needs to be said, unless you guys had anything else to say about China. Like, in my opinion, this is just me, and I, I give all due credit to all the women that came before her and after her. You know, the fabulous Mula had one heck of a run, a very long run um, at the top. And all due respect to her, but I, I feel 
And maybe we'll look at this in a completely different way once we see how much the ladies accomplished today. But again, I don't think they'd be where they were without China. I feel she is the most influential woman to ever lace up a pair of boots. I, I can agree with that. If my wife told me first thing this morning, because I, when I woke up today, I woke up about 6 o'clock, and I saw the text message that D-Wayne had put overnight. But when I woke up, the first thing my wife said to me, did you hear that China died? Yeah. And my wife is not a, a, a huge wrestling fan. She's trying to get back in there. Of course, she knew some names from the attitude area. But the fact that she was like, did you know China died? Like, it was a recognizable face for her. You got to think people that's our age of the, you know, children of the attitude era that grew up on, you know, women's wrestling, not really women's wrestling, but any type of wrestling. And they could point out China maybe over some dominant male figures. That just shows the type of person that she was. And even like Two Chain said on ESPN, on like you said, uh, at your local affiliated, Aaron, or your news affiliate, um, I, I would agree with you. She probably is the for pound for pound, with no pun intended, the greatest woman wrestler of all time. I, I, I mean, she's the, she's a household name. She was with a household stable on numerous occasions. She was with particularly one of the greatest wrestlers ever in, in Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one of her, her singles lines, run her, even eclipses all that, which is crazy. Yeah, her booking has been spectacular. That's what I think we need to be talking about. I think she may have one of the best booking careers ever. Because she's, she was always relevant. Always. There was never a point. There was never a few. There was never a match that just did not. It just seemed out of place. Even like when you seen a match, her versus a, a guy, it was a big deal to me yeah. because you just at any point knew that China could win that match. Yeah. It was never like it was. It wasn't a throwaway. So here's my thing. I, I, I have something to say. Do I agree with what you said? Yes. I think that China might is the most influential women's wrestler might not be the greatest but the most influential as far as powerful power who did the most for women's wrestling yes um one is because powerful power she might be the the strongest women's wrestler ever as well um she had the physique that we probably won't see in a women's wrestler ever again i mean even charlotte's tall but as far as size wise she's not as big as china well, like I, I, I love what you said there that, that that no female will have that mystique factor like she did ever again. Mm-hmm. I think that's really that's a really great point. Um, so it when she the the physique that she had it makes it more believable to either to wrestle man than, than most of the women wrestlers that we have today, and we all know that over time wrestlers have gotten smaller and smaller because we but more agility and less power. Um, but China, again, what T.J. just said, she was booked amazing. But I also have to say that creative was probably better back then than now. I mean, but, but that's, wrong. That, that's the thing, though. You have to think, Raw was very entertaining. The reason why yes. I used to like Raw back in the days is I always say over the time that if there was a real beef, there was no waiting to the last t- 10 minutes to come out. If you had beef, they came out and they settled it. But at the same time, while DX uh, was having a few versus the Nation of Domination, you had the Hurricane versus Hardcore Holly, which was just like, uh, we don't care about this right now. You know, there's, there's bigger things going And that's what I mean by when I say China was so relevant, she could have had a match against, like, 
Mark Henry, it is just like, oh, it's about to get interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's what I meant by like her booking was always significant and always drew your eyes to it. Like, I wonder what's going to go down. And 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 quite frankly, it, it really makes me appreciate that her versus Jeff Jarrett feud even more because you're just like, man, Jeff Jarrett was like the ultimate hero <laughs> back then. You know yes. what I mean? And that match. Even though it was a like a housekeeping match, you still was like, man, this is about to be good, you know. <laughs> so, of I'm gonna go back and watch that now because I like haven't watched that in probably 20 years. I mean, with all due respect to China, let's be real. China was, a vi- if China was a male, she'll perfect, she'll build, she would have filled in perfectly as a Vince McMahon guy because she had the perfect physique. She was uh, she was with Vince for a little bit, right? Yes, I like. I, I'm honestly, I'm I'm amazed by her physique. Like it was just amazing. But again, maybe that goes into the whole wellness in, in policy that was back then. In between yeah. that was what's back then and what's back now. Because honestly, I can sit up and tell you, no pun intended. I believe that probably eighty five to ninety five percent of wrestlers back in the day was juicing. I think that's oh, for sure. probably well, a good estimate. And, and, and the other thing, too, is the, you have to also consider the fact that what was deemed as an illegal substance or performance. Hey, yes. Yeah, so science, science was different, too. So yep. at yes. one point, when they're saying you can do this and it's okay, the other moment, we're like, oh, no, not, not anymore. So it, it's, it's, it's fair game, you know? That's why yeah, so many brothers be hitting home runs in the 90s, man. <laughs> this, is, this is true. And you bodies and heads don't match. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I was just thinking of when you talk about her physique? Imagine her if she was still an active competitor now or if she had just come a little bit later. Imagine her in there with Charlotte or a Becky Lynch. Like, she would be the Brock Lesnar, and in a lot of ways, she was a little early for her time. She was the Brock Lesnar of female wrestlers. As much as people well, want to compare Charlotte, just because size-wise, Charlotte's so much bigger than everyone, she's the Brock. My wife made it all. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I made my point. She's the Brock of female wrestling. My wife even made a point this morning, and, and it, it kind of I kind of thought about it. Now, let's think about this for a second. She said... You know what? China wouldn't kind of fit these wrestlers up today. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, look at the wrestlers that you have now that are women wrestlers. They're slimmer. They're prettier. They look like they're trying to be models. Listen uh, to the wrestlers that they had back in the day during the Attitude Era. You Sable. Jackman. Yes, Sable. They were all. They had China. They had plastic even Iron all the way up. They were all jacked. No, Sable. Hold on. Sable wasn't jacked. And even oh, was Jacqueline. No. Oh, they were jacked back in the day. Oh, they Jackie, were, Jackie had, had, little, had little, some little cuts to her. Oh my goodness! Hey, fellas, come on now. Look, here's here's the big difference back then. Here's the difference between back then and right now. Okay, we had a. Don't forget, not too long ago, they were considered the divas division. There's no mistaking why each one of them had different color hair. It's because that's their way of selling. This to be PG rated. This the way of selling the divas division by giving off diva ish things. This. Everybody has a different color hair and, excuse me, appeal, a I mean appeal, um, gear, it's all lifting up uh, the bra area. And it's just, that's, that's <laughs> how you're just, dancing around it. <laughs> I, I know, it's so hard. Well, back, you can just say it's, it's flattering, it's flattering gear is what it is. 
lighter green. It's flat. Yes. You can, if you if you watch um, Total Divas, you you'll hear how some of them will say, "Well, I don't think this is cute enough for me." You know what I mean? But back then, China came out. She wanted to put on the clinic. That's it. She cared about wrestling. And I'm sure Vince was like, oh, we want you to have some cuts in your design, whatever it may be. Her gear was um, sweet, though, dude. It was like that Amazon, like, yep. warrior, like Xena Warrior Princess type of gimmick. And my favorite, <laughs> if you go back and watch WrestleMania 17, that purple, it's very, like, shiny purple, like, thing she had on. She had, like, this cannon thing that she shot on the way out to the ring. Yeah. That outfit was tight, too. Um, I, I, yeah, it I think what I'm trying to say is back then, Women's wrestlers wanted to have more of a male gear appeal. Like, think about Alondra Braze, how she used to dress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where now, it's just like everything needs to be sexy. It doesn't uh-huh. It doesn't necessarily need to be safe. It just needs to be straight sexy. Which, but which is, which I was going to say... Go ahead. Like, you know who reminds me a lot of China, but she did just didn't get her due because I don't think that WWE used her. Tamita. Beth Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, didn't she retire because she had a kid? She retired before. They're having a second Um, kid, by the way. Really? Go Adam Copeland. Yeah. So so is uh so is Kofi Kingston. Oh, I didn't know that. Good for him too. Uh, that's why his wife is so beautiful. We have to plug him real quick. We we do need we do need to bring this thing to a close here soon, gentlemen. Um because we're approaching the hour mark here. Um, you know, what's amazing about this conversation, because it, it, it kind of morphed, it wasn't how we had planned it, but I, I love the conversation and it makes me really want to sit down on the network this weekend, like I'm sure many people will, and watch some classic China matches. I have to go back and watch this housekeeping match you keep talking about, because I, I have a very slim recollection of it, but I remember it. Um it's amazing because we did a podcast very much like this last summer twice when Dusty Rhodes passed and when Roddy Piper passed. And I don't remember getting into as passionate of a, of a talk with you guys as we did for this one, which I think maybe shows how much we forgot how much we cared about China. You know, it just goes back to two episodes ago. Women's wrestling is just so big and there's so much to talk about that. You know, when it comes down to it, we're looking at pioneers of the future. But before these people that we have now, there was pioneers of the past. And this is one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pioneer is a, a great word um, to describe her and her contributions. And again, you know, rest in peace to Joni Lauer. Um, I don't think there's much left to be said. Um I do want to make this a, a, a true three count, though, D. Wayne. So you, you've been in Orlando all week. You really haven't had a chance to watch any wrestling programming. What questions do you have about the week, and we'll catch you up? All right, so before I get in there, which, which sucks because next week they're actually filming NXT down here. Oh, no, you went the wrong week. I know, so it's... it's so I was just like, no, because if it, if it was this week, trust me, I would have found a way to win. Sure. Um, but it, that kind of sucks. But as far as I missed Raw, and I don't know what's going on, so I'll probably catch it when I get back. But I just need a a recap on Raw. Well, do you have any specific feuds that you want us to like? I, so just like interview us, and we'll we'll catch you up, and it'll be funny. So I believe I saw. Parts of Raw, and I guess I was in and out 
other room. Um, what's going on with this whole, um, you know, I guess bulletproof or bullet club and AJ Styles and the whole them attacking Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns saying, oh, well, you did this. What's, what's going on with that? I don't know. It's just a big tease. It is. I think it's just a big tease. The AJ's acting like he had nothing to do with it and... Roman says, you know, this happens again. I'm taking all y'all down. And AJ, like I said, AJ's denying it all, but the Bullet Club are saying, you know, we got your back. And honestly, I think it's the best thing they have going on on WWE. I'm so intrigued by this AJ Styles-Roman Reigns match. And as as lame as it was to sit through that match, the all 27 minutes of it, that main event in Dallas... <laughs> It's kind of paying off in dividends now because the you have to have that hate for Roman Reigns to get this story to work, and AJ's like caught in the middle of it. Um, the Bullet Club, the and I don't know why we're calling it Bullet Club because they haven't called that. They're probably going to be part of the Roman Empire by the time we're done here. Um, they have a they have a match against the Usos on Raw next week. They announced that apparently on SmackDown tonight. Okay. Uh. You, I, and I guess because when I when I heard that and I read a little bit about it, but I really didn't pay no mind attention to it. Um, it kind of made me feel like that. I think, and I think I said this other the other day. I think I tweeted it during Raw when I actually saw a little bit of it. And you know how we all want uh, a Roman Reigns heel turn. It kind of makes me feel like this is just makes it even slower for the turn. They can take their time. It's cool. Rome yeah. wasn't built in a day. I mean, which I understand. That's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, two more. Let's I do two more questions, question. and then we got to go. Okay. So, what's going on with with the women's division? What happened overall with the women's division? Um, it's pretty much still straightforward with uh, Natty versus Charlotte. You know, still continue with that. It, what's kind of kind of upset at me, even Emma, when she you know beat. Uh, Paige last week on SmackDown, Emma wasn't even in that. Was a six girl tag that they had, mm-hmm. and then Paige was spotlighted in it. And of course, by Paige being, you know, from the European descent, um, she was heavily favored and cheered and stuff like that. But to me, it was just it's still continual development between Natty versus Charlotte. Well, though, tell them tell them what they announced though. I missed that part. Oh, okay. Um, they announced on, that you know about the Hall of Famer. Yeah, Bret Hart's going to be in her corner at, for the uh, the rematch for the title at Payback. To even things oh, okay. out, so I that part. yeah, Brett's gonna be there, which is like a throwback to that very first takeover special, which is even more makes me think that Natty's gonna win now because Charlotte won the last time they did this. Mm-hmm. And like I like I said, short reign doesn't need to be long. Give it to her right back on Raw or the next pay per view. But yeah, I think uh, I think they're gonna put it on Natty to give her like some shine and like you know she's done so much and she hasn't gotten that shine. Like I said, even just a day, even just a Zack Ryder title win, get it get it offered the next night. It's all good. Hey, yeah, where is he now? Well, it's all I'm saying, it's <laughs> going to put my, more heat on Charlotte, which is the important thing. Oh yeah. But uh, that's what's, what's going on with the. There? Yeah, ask one more question, um, D Wayne. Um. What's I? So I guess my interesting thing is what's going on with this. What's going on with Apollo Crews? <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew I was getting this one. I was hoping he was going to give me Baron Corbin, but... Um, <laughs> man, this is I'm, an easy I'm, one. 
I just like me and the doctor said on the last episode. Nothing. Uh, Apollo Cruz is Neville two right now. <laughs> it's being booked the same way. Where you got him? You got him coming out. You talking about how he's the man that forgot gravity? Give him a good little entrance. Give him a little a little small promo package before he comes out. Um, show his charisma, whatever, and um, don't give him a few. Just let random people job to him. And yeah, that's it. Oh, Wish I had more for you, but that's it. But do you do you think do you think they're doing um, it to establish him with the main audience, and they will give him a feud? I just I hate when the gimmick is that he's happy to be there. I can, I me too. I, I feel like it. what you should do is you should let him run, um, not fast matches, but you know, um, medium, maybe like five, six, seven minutes. And don't use so much of his ability so that when you give him a few and you give him a spot at at a pay-per-view, then you say, all right, now go get him out there. Pull that's out a, your whole arsenal of moves. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's that, a good point. That's how you feel. Is that not what happened with Kevin Owens? It is when what happened. When John Cena, he opened up the can of moves. He, he was <laughs> like, like John Cena, five moves. Kevin Owens, twenty five. The difference, though. <laughs> the diff. I agree completely. It really <laughs> let him shine off with his ability in the ring. But the thing was, Apollo Cruz came out on his first night, happy to be there, wrestling the social outcast for three weeks straight. Whereas Kevin Owens came out and called out the man the first night. So he had he, you had a reason to invest in the Kevin Owens character. Currently on the main roster, we have no reason to invest in the Apollo Cruz character, and I don't even think. To be completely honest, outside of the Baron Corbin feud, the only real time I invested in Apollo Crews in a story capacity was the night he wrestled Finn Balor in the main event on NXT where it was about him trying to get his groove back. And he did. He lost, but it was an amazing match at the main event of NXT um, against Finn Balor. I hope they give him a story soon. I really do, I really do you guys. Because he's such a talent, it's just he needs to be put in the right spot. And I, like you said, they they never really accomplished that with Neville, and I hope like heck that they do when he gets back. The best thing Neville ever did was this, the whole thing with Sami Zayn where they were friends that wanted to eventually just kill each other for the title. And what a great match that was the night Kevin Owens debuted in NXT. Again, he was put in a tremendous spot with an immediate story that you cared about. Pretty successful formula, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. Well. So that that's that's raw, Dwayne. Uh, it, it's 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 intriguing, but there's things that could be better too. I think it's only right that we we give China a quick five seconds moment of silence for. Um. Not only the work she's put in the ring, but uh, revolutionizing, revolutionizing, I'm tongue-tied, our childhood experience of wrestling, and no matter how you want to look at it, China or not, um, being part of one of the greatest views ever in DX, and everybody can give appreciation to that. Well, because mm -hmm. this is the way I want y'all to look at it. She was a woman in the time where it wasn't cool to make women look strong, where it wasn't cool or deemed for women to have a spotlight. She didn't have Ronda Rousey like these girls do now. Exactly. Yeah, you're and, right. And you didn't have to sell your body in order to be relevant. 
she was important during the time where men was built made to look strong where you know being being when i say strong like good look but again going back to strong as a, in, a, in a way of like strength where it was okay for her to be strong and it made sense where everybody was accepting of it like she broke down barriers in the wrestling community where I'm sure any one of us could ask our random cousin or our aunt or uncle, like, hey, y'all remember China? That everybody's like, oh, yeah. That's so significant, you know? Why don't, why don't we do this then to kind of just, you know, to wrap up our tribute? Why don't we, we're going to cut the outro music this week. We'll just go out, we'll go out in silence to honor Joni Lauer, a.k.a. China. How's that sound? Sounds good. Hey, right. by the way, did she ever have her own theme music? Yes, she yeah, had. Yeah, she did. I actually tweeted about it. I tweeted oh, that's it. right. I remember. Yeah, she had. It was, uh, don't treat me like a woman. Don't. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It, it's on the. It's on the anthology three disc thing that they put out many years ago when we were in high school. But it, yeah. We might. We might have to cut that in. <laughs> uh, now that we're on SoundCloud, they're pretty. They're pretty particular about putting copyrighted stuff in. So I, I don't know if I could pull I'm that off. Surprised. Yeah. But. Maybe a, maybe a quick five second sample. They won't find it. <laughs> they can't, they can't, they can't, the way it's an algorithm. They try to match the time with a certain time and, and see if the, if it vibrates to the same rhythms or something else. That's how they do it. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I, I All right. Well, let's, let's, Let's go out with uh, with silence here this week. Um, rest in peace, Joni Lauer. This is the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, we'll catch you guys on. This ended up being a deep dive, and I'm glad it was. It was a nice tribute from the group to China, and um, you'll be missed. And I hope, I think we all hope that WWE pays a proper respect to a great career um, and an influential pioneer, like you, like you guys said. Um, rest in peace.